You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another Boker Broadcast. Some quick announcements before we get into it. Uh, At the Boker Brawl, if you are playing in the Warfare Weekend Qualifier, the 2023 Qualifier is now an Iron Gauntlet Qualifier. For those of you who have not heard, the Warfare Weekend Qualifier has become the Iron Gauntlet Qualifier. So it is your last opportunity to play MK3 rules to get into 2023 Iron Gauntlet. So three gets into four. Three gets into four, that is correct. Uh, You want to play any of that last-minute jank? The Boker Brawl is the time to do it. Also, just October to October twenty third. Yes, thank you. October twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth. We have tons of giveaways that we always do at the Boker Brawl. This year, we are trying to make all of our widgets and giveaways Mark IV compatible. So stay tuned for some pictures of that coming up. All right. So, host introductions. Let us start with Stephen Rabideau. Mister Rabideau, why don't you tell us some about your favorite fluff in the game? Okay, great question. I think my favorite character. Probably just like going way back to when I played, when I played Menoth. Favorite character was Amanad Raza. Like he really? doesn't really show up in the fluff very much. No. I'm just like, I really love the guy because he like runs around and he fights people with like his fists, basically. He's fighting all these, he doesn't wear armor. He doesn't even have what uh, most Warcasters have, which is like this arcan- arcanic, turbine. Right. Which is like right. what does their power field. He doesn't right. have that. He just deflects bullets with the power of his abs. Like, he just doesn't. So I, I like that guy. He's Isn't cool. he, uh, what's his like ethnicity? Like he's... Um, I think he's Idrian. He's Idrian, so he's yeah. Like, yeah, he's like one of the... He's the an Idrian caster, like the only yeah. Idrian caster we know of, right? I think so. I, I think Serenia might also be Idrian. Oh, okay then. But I, didn't, I didn't even know you played Menoth. Yeah, this was, this was a long time ago. After I played Signar. I started with Signar. Moved hmm. to Menoth. It went okay. from Menoth to Scorn, uh, and then just kind of kept going. Scorn has another great fluff moment, but I'll save that for I'll save that. Okay, for so men abs got it. Next, mine is wait, oh, who is, is this? Who's speaking? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because when I point on on radio, it doesn't work. People know who I am. It's okay. <laughs> I'm that guy. Um, mine has always been. I wanted to see the conclusion of the Strakov slash Karchev storyline. So the last, I know they've remade Karchev with Death Jack, but technically that's a Riot Quest model, and it's, I believe it was built from the get-go as alternate history. So it's not what I'm talking about. Canon. It's not canon it's not yet. canon. Thank you. So Stragoff was working his way, and this is back, I'm sorry, this is back in the Wrath book. So is that 2010? Oh, I have no idea. So it's like 12 Maybe. years ago. He's working his way into a cave to go into a lair of some kind to rescue Karchev. And that's that was like the last sentence. Like that's the well, end of the story. Well, but we know he's story. rescued because he shows up at the, at the gate in uh, uh, to fight the infernals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they never actually wrote that out, though. Right. You want to see that story? I want to see that story. I want to know what what Jack or body does Karchev actually have now? Are they going to keep him in Death Jack because Death Jack also happened to die? Maybe Strakoff took down Death Jack, and he's like grabbing the skulls of hate to bring them back and that's why he has the skulls of hate now i have no idea but I, this is this is why i want to know all right and then there's the whole magnus thing mm-hmm. the whole magnus thing well he had a great story uh line arc whatever in the beginning but then the last that i know of him is he was with striker defending lale from strakov's counteroffensive, where he was just sitting there throwing obliterations well they, th- they don't remember they had a novel right and in the novel vintner is is no no but this is this is recent yeah so very recent because Lael got redeemed or whatever um, what's the word I want to use it was Kador yeah. when I started playing and now it's not Signar took it back okay or liberated it I should say and then there was a counteroffensive or something to that which was led by Strakov and Magnus and Stryker and um, Ashland were, were oh, fighting okay. that battle okay. Oh yeah, I just want to know, like, like, how does the movie end, right? Yeah, like, we you. have this great, the young Magnus and the, the you know, the, the the leaving of Signar and the, the Vinter and the Scorn and all, we have this great whole arc. 
How does the movie end? Yeah, I gotcha. He's the first bit of fluff you read about in the very first Prime, right? Mm-hmm. He's 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 the one who explains, uh, you know, the, the world. It's it's you know, this is he's a terrible, awful. awful pl- yeah. Well, his if I remember correctly, it's like this whole page about what a terrible, intense, awful world it is, and that's why we need a guy like uh, Vinter to 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 you know set it all right. Oh, he's, okay, he's, yeah. He's, he's a, a, he's right because yeah. he's a he's a loyal. Well. He was a loyalist to Vinter. Eventually, yeah. that turns. Well, Vinter uh, uh, betrays him. Right, right. right? Uh, he starts questioning why he's doing things instead of trusting completely in his in his lord and master. Uh, <laughs> Vinter's and, just like I and, don't and him and more and, and 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 Magnus and Morgul figure out at the same time that he's intentionally wasting the scorn troops against the walls of one of the uh, the the toughest to defend. Men off yeah. Caspia, probably. Uh, yeah, like what, Caspia yeah. Is the, yeah, it's got legendary. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would love Caspia to see the end of that so movie well. as well. And my name is Seth Cohen, and I would say that my favorite bit of fluff, uh, it has to be the butcher, right? It, mm-hmm. Because it's just it's just so it's just so funny to me, right? So you have the butcher, he's crazed, he's a maniac, he kills his own troops, he kills, you know, it's the butcher. That's yeah, how I got his name, and, and it's like who's going to serve with this guy? Like, what happens after his campaigns? He gets called in. They're like, oh, so how'd it go? Well, we killed 500 of the enemy. What were our losses? 300. How many of those 300 were killed by you? 175. Okay, well, I'm just going to pull one of these pardons out from the drawer here. And I'm going to erase the part that says, like, old age home. And I'll just put it, like, like right. <laughs> how often do they have to do that for that guy? But uh, I, 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 I think he's a very cool character. I always found it very amusing. I find it interesting. He just kind of w- drops his hammer and, or axe, his axe, and he walks off into, you know. Well, his axe broke apart. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was breaking into pieces. While got he was it. fighting in front of us. His yep. story's over. So at least you've got the end. Yeah, fair enough. Love wins. Yeah. Okay. Right? <laughs> Father daughter relationship wins. <laughs> Father daughter ignore all the murder. That's uh, right. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, the first thing we have to talk about tonight is uh, the uh, NJSOB travel team has returned from Memphis, Tennessee. That's right? right. Yeah. Uh, me and Arthur and a gentleman named Stephen Lopez, we all took the 15-hour drive down to Memphis, Tennessee. How was that drive, guys? It's almost embarrassing. It was It was really, really long. But for anybody, <laughs> for anybody listening to this and saying to themselves, why are these lunatics driving for 15 hours? In our defense... The flight to Memphis was more expensive than the flight to Belgium for WTC. That's true. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the train was like the, a 32-hour... Like, we had to leave in the, on a Wednesday to get there for yeah. Friday. It and then you only end up in Nashville, and then you still have to rent a car. And, sure, and it would have been which hours. Which 100 a day. Right, it and then been, it's a three-hour drive from Nashville yeah. to Memphis. Yeah. Oh, Seven okay. hours of the 15-hour drive. And the train wasn't cheap either. No. The right. train was still like, yeah. what, two-something a ticket? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and and seven hours of the fifteen hour drive was going across Tennessee. Like we mm. entered at the top right corner of that state, and we ended in the bottom left corner of that state. Right. It was forever in Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Once you get out of the Northeast, like long distance starts to mean something else. Yeah. And, yeah. My, and while we were driving at my head, I'm like, Tennessee has got to be the widest state from east to west there is. And then I was like, No, I guess Texas is. But yeah. Tennessee's got to be Alaska, number two. But yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very very long drive, but completely worth it, right? Because we got down there Friday, and uh, Terrence has a barbecue at his house, uh, which is actually in Mississippi. It's not not in mm, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so another. So we another, actually, like, oh yeah, it's nearby. So we didn't really drive to Memphis. State. We drove to Mississippi. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and the barbecue was amazing, and hanging out with everybody that was amazing. Uh, Terrence's wife, wife and daughter were really nice. It was uh, so yeah. So yeah. So I don't even know where to begin with that one. So I will say, do you I, want to start with the part where you told someone that tattoos were stupid and had a fight with them about tattoos? Uh, first off, that was. Um, oh, why'd you hit me with that blindside? I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> that was Josh. That was Josh, and I didn't say tattoos were stupid. I said the only reason why people get a tattoo is for attention, and in ninety nine point nine percent of the cases, I stand by that statement. <laughs> the views of Arthur Cottonelli are not those of the Booker Brawl in any. <laughs> <laughs> Negative attention should be directed at Arthur. Disclaimer. Yeah. All right. So the disclaimer is done. Good. So there were so many interesting things uh, about that trip. So first off, throughout my life, I would have never thought that I would ever even want to go to Mississippi. Or there would be no reason to ever go to Mississippi. And when I thought of Mississippi, all I thought of was like, whatever the set for the Dukes of Hazard is, that's Mississippi. <laughs> right? So a lot of preconceived notions. I'm not saying I was correct in these thoughts. I'm just saying what they were. And then we got there. And 
Seth will tell you, I, I, I didn't rear in uh, rear end anybody, but I had to drive carefully because all I was doing was gawking out the window while driving at how gorgeous the oh, beautiful the, neighborhood the yeah. neighborhood was. Yeah, the houses were amazing. Half of them had like a little lake or a pond in the front yard. They were all set back. Everybody had like a minimum of like three quarters of an acre, and these were just your neighborhood houses. You know, it was just incredible. A church in between every house. Well, that that too. Terrence's house is gorgeous, um, and he is, I don't even know what the right word is. I can't say enough good things about him, or really, for that matter, any of the Minority Report guys. Oh, they were amazing. They're they were amazing. amazing. Isaiah, in my opinion, should probably be sainted. I'm not going to get into it because it's not my story to tell, but I can say from what he told me about his, we'll say, childhood, he had a pretty rough go. And he is, uh, I mean, all three of them are, but Isaiah is uh, such a warm, beautiful person. If so the if whole world to... was full of them, all three guys, if we just kept duplicating their personality <laughs> and their temperament upon the whole world, there would be no war. Fact. So Damon is crap. The other two guys are great. No, I didn't say Damon was crap. I said all three. <laughs> I like Damon. I said all three. I said all three. Damon is, Damon they, is a great him. guy. They were, they were fantastic hosts. They, they, they absolutely were. Yeah. yeah it was I mean, great. Southern hospitality. Damon, Damon was hosted. Well, he didn't host me at his house or anything, but he was the one who ran the um, the event that I went to in Knoxville, which I forget the name of. I'm sorry, Damon. But, you know, he's he's a great guy. They're, all three of them are great. It was yeah, just, yeah. I never met. I Well, I shouldn't say that. I did meet Isaiah briefly at Warfare Weekend last year, but I, I, I seen, I saw the other two more, and so I didn't get to really talk to Isaiah very much until this past weekend where sure. we went down there. Yeah, and uh, what a beautiful human being. Yeah, yeah, great, nice. great guys. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to make that drive again, but that I'm really glad we made that trip. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and then we brought uh, Arthur brought with us uh, bagels and okay. cannoli. How did they? How did the bagels survive the drive? Um, I've had that problem before. Right? So like I, I brought, drove up to Maine with with you know New York bagels, and they did not last very well. So yeah, I, I picked up the bagels on the way home from work, and we were leaving that night. But I just put them in a bag, tied it not as tightly as I could, mm-hmm. like a plastic bag. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the um, the trick with bagels, and this is what I always tell everybody, because they do get hard. Yeah. So the the trick is that you wash your hands, and okay. then you dry them on the bagel. And then you put the bagel in the toaster oven or whatever, and they rehydrate and they become perfect if they're a little hard. Interesting. Yeah. yeah that's true. But either way, okay. uh, uh, so Terrence didn't have cream cheese, so he didn't know what to do with the bagels. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know what? That, that, there is a new segment this starting this week, and but I'm going to not get into it too heavily, but this was kind of like a preview of what you're going to get in the near future. So somehow it's my fault this guy don't have cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who says you have to have cream cheese to eat a bagel? I mean, there's all types of things. I've seen people put peanut butter on a bagel. I use butter on a bagel, no problem. Some people put fish I even, on it. I get fish, white fish, right? White um, fish, lox, lox, egg mm-hmm. salad, tuna. All these things are good well, on a bagel. I actually told him, I said, you know, it's never talked about, but here's a little inside trick for you. Put a hamburger on a bagel. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's all good stuff. So first of all, you put anything on a bagel. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I brought the 40 cannolis. Yeah. Which, which were, were very, very well, well received. Yeah, very well received. But I mean, Unless you're Steve Lopez. Who, yeah, not he, a cannoli eater. He's not a cannoli eater. Well, he's a dairy thing. Oh, okay. It's one sure, of those. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's fair. But we still had to have an argument about it before. Of course. Naturally. We did. Naturally. Yeah. But we can only fit one continental rant in an episode. Of right. Time, well, that's so. why I had to sh- short this one. Right. Know. Yeah. So sure. let's the the store that it was held at uh, was called War Room, right? It was. It was. It was called the War Room. They had high tables, so you don't have to bend over. Mm. I love that. I love when you have the high tables, you don't have to bend over. I don't know how I feel back. Yeah. And then, uh, so Saturday it was uh, the invitational part. So you played, and after three rounds, they cut to a top eight, and those top eight would play for the Warfare Weekend qualifier points. Okay. And then the next day, everyone else played in a regular old tournament. Now, okay. Now Friday at uh, Terrence's house, I saw Jake Van Meter, uh, who said, "Oh, hey, you know, uh, uh, you actually playing this time?" Now keep in mind that when he saw me at uh, in June uh, in Philadelphia mm-hmm. at the Liberty Brawl, he said, "Do you even play this game? I've never seen you play this game." So I was like, and "Yeah." And he cued him, right? Yeah, I'm I'm playing. I'm playing this weekend. And I, we left that night, and I said, watch round one. I'm going to get paired with Jake Van Meter. And sure enough, round one, I got mm. paired with Jake Van Meter. Did you win? I did not win. Uh, I did not win. Bad. It was at, at the top of three. He said, uh, do you want a feat? 
And I'm like, no, because I wasn't planning on it at my feet. Now it's because you're playing the game for me. I'm not going to feed. He then eliminates <laughs> the majority of my army. But I still had... You still had your feet, though, so you felt good about I that. had my feet yeah. because, um, you know, I was playing uh, um, Lord... Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Minions. Not Carver, the other Lord. Uh, Azello. Az- Azazello, right. Azazello. And we were trying, I was trying to maneuver this assassination run. I needed like two models to move and I can get one model to move, but I couldn't get any attacks on the other model. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had a chance, right? But I couldn't make it work. He wins the game. And we realized as we're cleaning up that, holy crap, Azazello had access to Bulldoze and mm-hmm. I could have totally gotten Just there them. and I totally could have won that game. So, yeah. which in my book, playing against Jake Van Meter is good enough. It's yeah. a moral victory. Definitely. Definitely. Um, uh, but that was a lot of fun. It's always fun playing Jake. And uh, so, so at the end of the game, yeah, like so to to testify to that, yeah, I played a couple of games against him. And after every game, we have this discussion because I haven't won. Yeah. But then after every game, he's like, "Oh yeah, if you do these things instead, you know, that's that's a good shot. I think you win the game." And it's like, yeah, he does do that. That's yeah. That's I the mean, game you want. You lose to him every time. Unless he's like, just making he, us all feel better. He t- <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's working. I'm, I'm all for it. I feel great. I played against him. He totally tabled me. And then he's like, you know what you needed to do was if you would have just did this and attacked the you know the archangel and you should have ignored the carnivian and you could have shifted this way. And I was like, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. reset the clock. Let's let's play this <laughs> yeah. round over. You know. But, yeah, and it's it's uh, that's that's the opposite of the thing. I don't I don't think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but the the one of my greatest pet peeves is when you you lose the game. And you talk to your opponent about it afterwards, and you say something like, you know, normal discussion stuff where you say, oh, I should have done this, I should have done this. And then the opponent says, no, 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 you would have lost. There is oh, yeah, no yeah. world in which you win. Yeah. I would have done this instead. I would have done this instead. And it's like, no, 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 you cannot have one. Yeah. There is no world in which you win. Everything <laughs> ends with you losing. Yeah. You know, Versus this, which is the opposite, where yeah. he just tells you, you do this, you win. Yeah. New idea. Like, Great. I have awesome. a new, pl- new plan. Yeah. New plan is I make shirts that say I got tabled by JVM. <laughs> he doesn't like being called JVM. I know that, but I don't care. Okay, good. Good to know. Uh, so, I mean, it's less letters on the shirt. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to put Jake Van Meter. It's like long. Okay. So uh, my second game, I, I've i been racking my brain trying, to, brain trying to remember the guy's name. He was about, he lived about two hours from the venue. Mm-hmm. Super nice. We had a great talk. We were talking about the game, talking about players. Uh, I ended up winning the game on Scenario, uh, and I wish I remembered his name. He was so much fun to play against. And then my third game was uh, a, a guy named Brad. He was from the St. Louis area, and what a, just a fantastic guy to play against. He had um, I had Azazello. Uh, I also had a Maylock list, but I really wasn't prepared to play the Maylock list. He had Animag. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, I, I, I got to put this Animag list down. He's like, I think this plays into Azazello really, really well. And I tried my best. I tried to, you know, apply force in particular places at the right time, preserve my, my, my units. He just, his feet gets rid of the, the, the uh, tough, just mm-hmm. eliminated. I got mm-hmm. a low percentage assassination off that was so low percentage. It, it didn't really have a chance. So, but then it happened? Uh, no, I lost. Oh, okay. So you didn't get it off. <laughs> so you yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got the charge off, but that was about it. It you know sure. didn't last. Um, I mean, I made him sweat, which was another moral victory. So it was a day mm-hmm. of moral mm-hmm. victories. So that was my Saturday. Uh, Arthur, why don't you share your Saturday? Okay, so I played. Uh, so Saturday was the first day. Yeah. Right. So that's where I got. Yeah, I took two losses on Saturday. One was for a clock. The other one, I cannot remember how Osram died, but Osram died. Um, gotcha. To Osram. Osram died to Osram. Okay. I, I, actually, yes, Osram died to Osram. Because Osram does not buff strength, right? That like his feat is armor speed and Yeah, armor armor speed like pass. So yeah, so he doesn't he doesn't have the tools to beat himself. That's no, I just I thought I was safe and then things I remember something got on him and killed him. But mm. it wasn't guns either. Alright. Anyway. Uh so why don't you roll that right into Saturday? So neither of us made the top eight. So we were playing in the alternate tournament that had prizing and and, and we were in the in we were in the cool kids tournament. Yes, mm-hmm. we were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right. brings you us. You proved your yeah. street cred. You guys are not super yeah. nerds. That brings us. That brings us right. to you Sunday. We didn't. We didn't do much. We didn't do much Saturday night. Uh, it's really hot down there, and I mm. I mean, so hot that you're looking at people going, "You live here all year round. Why? What? <laughs> like it was so hot. At one point, we got in the car and. 
Arthur had Advil liquid gels. Here they are. And, and it's a solid mess. Yeah, because they stopped being, <laughs> Who being knew? gels and they just went to liquid. It was... Uh, no, they they popped. Yeah, that's crazy. They popped. Like, yeah. yeah. So this is the bottle. Yeah. Huh. And then, you know, he couldn't believe it happened. And I said, well, it's really, really hot in here. And then we had to have a fight about that as well. So well, I, I figured it was like, you know... I mean, the heat What was it? it. 80, 90 yeah. degrees? I had the windows cracked. I mean, how did it. it get that bad? At 9 o'clock at night. I think this is just night, cheap. These, the, are, these are off-brand. This ain't real Advil. That's the problem. At nine o'clock at night, it was just as hot as seven o'clock in the morning. It was terrible. Oh, so that was oh yeah, yeah. Another revelation I had. So we're driving. I don't know if it's Friday, Saturday. It doesn't matter. And it's like after seven p.m. And the sun is like super bright. And I'm driving, and I'm like, damn, the sun is really strong. You know, it's annoying. You know, and I'm like, wait, what time is it? And it was after seven. I'm like, this is like a two o'clock sun. How is that 7 o'clock at night? The sun's so powerful and so strong. And then it dawned on me that we have more pollution here. So I have more particles in the air to block some of those sun rays. And down there, they don't have that. So you just get full blast all day. Mm. Yeah, so you want to put a coal plant into Memphis. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> just crank yeah. that out there. Yeah. yeah. So if everybody would just continue to throw... Right, light a bunch of garbage on fire. More pollution if, if we could throw more styrofoam containers, non-biodegradable, mind you. You know, out the car uh-huh. windows. Yeah. Yeah. Then we could, yeah. Yeah. Went to a Mexican place Saturday night for dinner. Uh, it was a it was a local place. Uh, they had uh, good daiquiris. Uh, yeah. Say about it, right? Mm-hmm. No, um, that, that was, yeah, that place is cool. I yeah. mean, there was like 20 of us, so we had yeah. a good time. Yeah. We, we were wiped out exhausted, so we went mm. to sleep. Steve Steve Lopez was like, you know, forget this, and he went out he went out bowling, I think. Nice. Uh, had a good time. He's a, Yeah, he's a social cat. He is a social guy. He can make friends wherever You he and goes. I were there. That was the earliest I ever went to bed, I think, in like the last <laughs> 10 years. I, I was sleeping by 8.30. Yeah. Wow. That does not happen. That is yeah. early. Yeah, but we, I, you know what? I actually felt really good about it because then uh, that was, what, Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, so then Sunday we, we were going to play and we were going to leave on Sunday night, right? Yeah, we had to leave right after yeah. Jordan. So I was like, well, Sunday. it's probably a good thing that I got plenty mm-hmm. of sleep rather than just going with the typical passing out at 2 o'clock in the morning because you've been drinking all night. Yeah. Oh, um, the other list that I brought, because I mentioned the Osram. Yeah, why don't you roll right into Sunday? Um, yeah, so my other list is uh, Magnus 1. Don't worry about my pen. See, I'm just going to click it now. Stop doing well, that. Don't tell me not to do something. I'm, I'm telling you it. not to do it. Then I'm going to do it. So Magnus 1, which uh, I think Brad was telling me people were talking about it. And basically, look, Mark 3 is coming to a close. I've had this kind of random thought of like look all right he doesn't really have a feat but he's got a whole list of spells that are upkeep and you just put them out there and you make a whole bunch of stuff better and i was like um the hell with it i'm just gonna try it and it, uh, you know it wasn't too bad i think i played it four times i i clocked him one but whatever we'll put an asterisk on that and oh technically seth you did destroy me we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that i'm sorry that was your highlight but you know i did win a couple and basically the thought on the reason why I put this list together, because I don't need to tell you like what happened during the game. Nobody cares about that. But the reason for the list was simply I was trying to think of, well, what would be a decent drop into Crucible Guard? And so I look at Nis, and I'm like, all right, well, Nis are defense 14 base, and I put Blur on them. They go to defense 17. A train is going to have a pretty hard time uh, getting rid of that. So defensively in that regard like they seem to pass the litmus test of can you survive uh you know with trains on the table and then um they're only power nine but the weapon master does kind of factor in mm-hmm. especially when you have a couple of armor swings yeah, in the list the fact that they just kind of ran i shouldn't say randomly but they have hunter and they have cra so it's like worst case scenario you don't even care you're like all right all 10 of them just gonna shoot that one thing for a, a pow 20 Mm-hmm. And you just you know you just do that damage like we're not we're not in um, from my from my point of view I don't see a ton of units being played like we're not in that almost like a Mark II era right where it was like mm-hmm. low low jacks and just units everywhere infantry yep. machine infantry yep. machine we're, we're not we're not there but it doesn't mean you can't have a unit or mm-hmm. two and get some work done and then um, the other thing I actually learned about this list it's a shame I learned it now is that Magnus has iron aggression. When I made the list, there's a Toro in his battle group, and I instantly thought, well, okay, Iron Aggression will go on the Toro so that if and when it countercharges, it's a boosted attack roll. But then I put Iron Aggression on the Freebooter, which I like a lot more, because the Freebooter is 
very focus hungry. He wants to get that chain attack off, so he wants both right. of his initials to hit. Sure. Because this is a chain attack grab and smash, right? It's Yeah, grab and smash. So by putting it on him, you know, he'll charge for free, boosted right hand, boosted left hand, mm. technically a boosted headbutt or a throw, mm -hmm. and then uh, you don't have to allocate as much focus to him. But that was the cool thing about Magnus. It was like, um, I had Silas Wishneller in there, so for the most part, I had all six focus. Mm-hmm. Like, I had four upkeeps out, or three upkeeps, depending, and I had all six focus, which right. is pretty impressive because he has um, resourceful. Right. So that was kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that was... All right, so, like, it's so fun. Tell, tell everyone uh, briefly about your, your games on Sunday, except for ours. How many games did you play on Sunday? Three. It right. was another three-round day. Wow. Okay, so, so it was like three, at least three every day, basically. Yeah, three. So three. The, nice. The only game, I mean, look, there's your our game. There's yeah. the... The round three was when uh, I got floored by Jake. Yeah. Uh, so it really came down to round one. And what was interesting about that was I played against the guy that I lost to the day before. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, did you win? I did. Nice. But I didn't play. Redemption. Yeah, I didn't play Magnus against him. We did another awesome. Well, for some reason, I remember him having Durgan Madhammer. I don't remember if that was the first day or the second day. <laughs> All right, um, yeah. Happens. But... I think it was the first day he had Durgan, and the second day was when Ostrom, he actually put down a uh, Earthbreaker. Mm, that's a classic. That is a classic. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, it, it is. Mark uh, Ostrom Earthbreaker was Oh, kid. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he put it down, he had Snipe on the Earthbreaker, and like, mm -hmm. at first I was like, oh, this thing's pretty good, and then, you know, but then, like, after it was, uh, after the game, I, you know, I started thinking about it, like, do I even want to try to experiment with an Earthbreaker? And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> no, I don't. For the next, you know, three months, four months? Yep, no, no interest. Yeah. Um, well, and that's regardless, that. though, you took second. I did. Took second, ah, got himself a trophy. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. my light-up trophy. Yeah, it lights yeah, up. I'm looking at it right beautiful. now. It's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. They, they really went all out for the uh, for the Siege Invitational part for the Warfare Weekend Qualifier. They had these hammers made that were amazing. Nice. Yeah, um, everybody wanted a hammer. Like, yeah. oh, Jason Watt got the hammer, right? He won the big hammer. I believe so, yeah. 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 He's another that's great fun. guy. Yeah. Uh, very, very great people there. Uh, my Sunday, uh, so round one, I played Steve Lopez. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't want to complain about that because Terrence did offer. Once he saw, like, we had been starting the play, he came over and said, you know, I can switch you guys. It's not too late. I would have made him switch. And and we were like, all right, you know, uh, it's okay because we, we needed to leave right after. I didn't want to do anything to extend sure, the day. Sure. Right. Steve was playing Kalissa, and I know mm. that he was going for assassinations. So I was able to jam him really deep, and then um, at defense eighteen, I baited out an assassination. I figured he had three, three, uh, three shots at, at to roll roll elevens on boosted rolls, and uh, you know I took a chance, and he couldn't do it, and then then I won the game. Right, because Kalissa's got dispel and stuff like that, but uh, none of Azazello's stuff cares about that. Right. So uh, so then I played Arthur round two, and I mm. played probably the worst game. I have ever played. So I've, I've seen some bad games. Seth. Yeah, it is true you have, but this, this. So I was, I charged Magnus with Azazello uh -huh. and then forgot to make any attacks. How and does that happen? I, I don't know. I forgot to make attacks and then he had four fury and I just dumped the fury. I, I don't know what I was thinking. So I lost <laughs> that game. Of, the end of the, the day. and then Yeah, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. And then third game, I played Brad, who I had played the day before. Now, what was really interesting about this is originally we were like, hey, why don't you ship Captain Crew and go grab a drink or something? But then it turned out our game mattered for other people in the room. Sure, sure. So we're like, okay, we're going to play this. That's and very said, sporting yeah. of you. And I said, you know what, Brad? You still have Animag. I still have Azazello. This is still a terrible matchup for me, but instead of trying to maneuver and, and, and apply force in specific places, I'm just going to go all out and just go right up to your guys and and uh, and, and see yeah. what I can get done. Make right? him choke on the bacon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. So he had a, a Blightbringer in the middle of his army. Uh, turn two. I mean, he's chopping my guys up. Mm -hmm. Turn two. Uh, I charge the Blightbringer with Azazello, and I leave the Blightbringer on. Six boxes. I still have two Fury, but I need to cast Windrush to get the defense up. Mm -hmm. So I cast cast Windrush. He doesn't take too many attacks on my guy. He sets him on fire with the Blightbringer mm -hmm. uh, because of the Animus. And uh, he puts some damage on him, but he doesn't really wholeheartedly try to assassinate me. He knows he, He's pretty sure he can't do it. So then the next turn, uh, like two of my four remaining Slaughterhousers from one unit kills the Blightbringer. 
I'm able to uh, win rush and get to his caster. Um, but I got to remember the, the I, I don't have the order of this exact, but it's like, okay, so then I wasn't able, Animag had a ton of fo- uh, fury on her. So a lot of that damage went off to his two remaining light beasts that mm. then were killed because of right. transfers. Right. And, but I, I couldn't get it done. So then, and now I feed it. Right. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm a twenty twenty at this point, and uh, he can't kill me. Leaves me on. Leaves me on uh, just a couple of boxes. Just a couple of boxes. So now it's my turn again, and I'm still on fire. Uh huh. So I roll. The fire does not go out. He makes a fire roll, kills my caster, but then I make the tough check. So I'm sitting there knocked down, and then the question became, and this was a big discussion. So we've just now pivoted right into. Uh, judge's, judge's corner. corner. Yes, we, we were, right. So, welcome to the judge's corner. Welcome, welcome to the, the judge's, judge's corner. corner. Yeah. So the question became: I'm, It's my turn. I'm knocked down in my maintenance phase. Mm-hmm. Can I shake it? Can I stand up? Does am I required to continue to be knocked down? What's the story? So I had played it well enough that I wasn't going to lose automatically on scenario. So this became somewhat important. Right. And I was kind of thrilled, quite frankly, that I was able to get this far. And Brad is an, a great player and a great guy. And he was like working with me to try to figure out what we could figure out. Like, we were just having fun. Mm-hmm. So my thought was, and again, remember, when I'm playing, I no longer know the rules. Right. Right? <laughs> um, the rules just kind of fall out. They, they do. So many tactics. They do. Just uh, pushing so everything out. I there's get only it. so I much my it. brain can hold, man. Right. So I thought, well, wait a second. I can, I get two fury for the beast that died, right? You get one for each medium and, and, and large base uh, beast mm-hmm. of yours that has died. So I'm sitting, I have two fury to play with. I can't cut for any more. Right. I can, dead. or maybe I three. So I'm like, I can shake. I'm standing up. Uh, so, so, so maintenance control, I can shake. I can stand up. Then I'm no longer knocked down mm-hmm. and I can continue on as normal. So then it became, well, wait a second. Uh, what does knockdown say? And it says in knockdown specifically, if you're knocked down your own turn, you cannot make any attacks. You cannot, st- I'm sorry, you cannot stand up. Mm. But this happens before that. So it's a big discussion. I looked on the forum, same discussion. And here's what it comes down to. Cannot trumps can. So even though technically I could shake, I can't stand up. It's my own turn. Mm-hmm. So I could shake and stay down there, right? So... He stayed down. He was knocked down. He couldn't do much of anything. Obviously, the game is over. He kills my caster. So right. So that's how that one goes if you are ever in a similar situation. Right. So if you get knocked down on your own turn at any point, yep. you just can't stand back up. You and cannot stand back done. up. Which, 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 which would explain why they always put that sentence in the Reveille ability or the uh, jumpstart spell. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless, it always says unless whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. It, it, it's, um, I mean, they're technically two conflicting opposing written rules. It's the cannot trumps can, and that's why mm-hmm. that one wins. Which I think is on page three of the rule book. Yeah, so uh, that makes sense to me, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so, so that if is you our... get knocked down on your turn, you're done. You are done. You're done. You are not standing up. Uh, which brings me to the second thing I would like to bring up for uh, the judge's corner. The Wastelander. Have you ever mm. used the Wastelander? Nope. Never use the. Have you ever used the Wastelander? I have used the Wastelander. You like the Wastelander? I love the Wastelander. What do you like about him? Well, so I love the model. Mm-hmm. First off, it's a great looking model. I, I think it's such a fun model, and just like for for purposes of painting something nicely, especially like if you're going to want to do some non-metallic metal, for example, it has this awesome sword. Yep. that's just right there. It doesn't have a ton of other metal on it, but it has this great sword that is you know just holding in this cool pose. It's a it's a great looking model. So yep. I love the model, and then I also really enjoy the rules for the model. Speed seven, right? Uh, maybe yep. that's that's not one of the rules that I really care about. Okay, but if it is speed seven, all great. the better. Great. <laughs> but the the rules that I really like for one, it's weapon master. I'm just very yep. into weapon masters. Yep. Um, and for two, it has decapitation. Yes. So it's a pow ten yes. weapon master decapitation. Yep. Always so, decap. Always not, not decap. crit decap. Not just... crit decap. Decap oh. all the time. And he's got parry. He's got parry. He is speed seven. Speed seven. So it's this awesome model that just Pathfinder. Pathfinder. It's got all the good. I mean, it's a Riot Quest model. It's got all yep. the cool rules. Yeah. And then so you can use it, especially so relevant for me mostly is scorn or circle. And so scorn specifically, you can stack all kinds of buffs, all kinds of debuffs on your opponent. 
So suddenly this guy who's just been hanging out in the backfield because he's acting, you know, he's going to take a shot somewhere. Suddenly he charges and he does like a POW 17 weapon master decapping charge. And he just like kills a warjack in one go or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah. something absurd. It's also got sprint, right? But he's got here's, sprint. Why he's gonna, here's why he's in the judge's corner today. And I see this a lot. And I feel like I'm explaining this to players a lot. I feel it's a good place to talk about it. Mm-hmm. People treat him like a shield guard. He's not a shield guard. He's not a shield guard. He is not a shield guard, no. He does have a great rule uh, uh, called Blade Shield. He's plus two defense against range attack rolls, which mm-hmm. makes his defense 17. So the orange shield's attack. there. Yeah. But he also has another rule uh, called Deflect. So if you miss him with an attack, mm-hmm. right, you can that attack goes on to the model that was attacking him. I mean, range, range attack. attack. Range attack, range right? Attack. Uh, and then here's where the confusion starts. He also has a rule called Take a Bullet. Mm-hmm. Once per round, you can say, okay, I'm taking that bullet for that model that's three inches away. But it's the timing that people frequently get wrong. Mm-hmm. It's on target. Like a right. shield guard is on when it hits. Right. Right. But this is on target. I'm shooting your, at your Warcaster. He's taking, uh, Wastelander's taking the bullet. You can't wait. Once the dice have rolled, it's oh, I'm going to put that on Wasteland. It's too right. late. And nobody likes to be that player, but yeah, that's not the way the model was designed. That's not the rule. It's not a shield guard. On target you have to designate that the Wastelander's taken that bullet. Now, why is that significant, Seth? Well, because it's a timing thing, right? So so it, well, you have to decide as the player that that shot that's coming in, uh, uh, I need to, to, to push over here because either I want the AOE not to be there and get everybody around it or it's too powerful a shot or whatever. You, you have to do it on the target. You can't wait until the shot has happened and say, ah, you know, I don't think I want that AOE right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on him, and then it's gonna deflect back to you. It doesn't work that way. Well, so that's the thing, right? Is that the reason that it's a different rule is because instead of shield guard, which is like if it directly hits, you move the attack roll over. You know, you move the damage over here, and yeah. any like effect, like the attack hits here instead. Yep. Uh, you actually have to roll to hit the wastelander. So mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you target, so you don't roll any dice yet against right. your main target. The Wastelander says, actually, I'm go- you have to roll against me, which is where uh, Blade Shield comes yep. into play because now he's plus two death against yep. range attacks. And if you have in. him in cover, for example, he gets another plus four. Right. So he can be, he's a shield guard that benefits, or you know, he, he redirects uh, range attacks and he benefits from being in cover while he does it. Yep. And then you know the final piece there is deflect, which mm-hmm. if you miss him, it hits you instead. Right. So it's a that that's why it matters so much is because you have to roll to see and importantly it comes at target which is before boosting. Yep. So you could decide okay I'm going to boost into this guy because he's def twenty one or whatever right, right, sitting behind right. this wall and I yeah. just shot him with like an armor piercing round. Yes, yeah, right. I know where you're going with that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Because uh, that's it's a totally right. different scenario. Mm-hmm. Sure, it moves a, a shot away. No matter what, like you decide you're actually shooting at this guy instead, like shield guard. But yeah. you actually have to roll to hit this guy, yes. unlike shield guard. Yes. Uh, so, okay, I think that does it for our judges' corner for the cast. Wait, uh, let me, uh, I just I had a thought. I don't know why. It's very random. This is what I do. So I think most people are under the assumption that no Riot Quest models will come over into Mark IV. I have no idea if that's true or not. I don't think that's true, but... Okay, but a lot of people... Purpose of discussion. Yeah, a lot of people seem to think that. So, yeah, purpose of discussion. I like that. If you could save one model from Ryquest and make sure it gets into Mark IV, who would it be? Hmm. That's a good question. I can only pick one, huh? I only pick one. It's really hard for me. I'm having so much fun with Azazel, it'll be hard not to pick him. Is he a Ryquest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a Ryquest model. I mean, can we do? I have uh, the whole list here. Can we do a Warcaster a solo? No. (sighs) Sophie's choice. Well, who who else would you pick? Like, who else is competing for Azazello's spot? Well, I mean, I really do like the Wastelander. Uh, I I mean, we literally just talked about him. Yeah, yeah. He's a (laughs) lot of fun. I think it's a cool like everything we discussed, right? I I I think Azello actually probably makes the cut. I don't know if the rules would be the same, and that's the other thing. So, I'm not saying rules as written. Sure, sure. Right, like, like because let's yeah, let's qualify with that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because. Let's um, say yeah. it's in the same spirit, right? But, in the yeah. same vein. But sure. My knee jerk is going to uh, probably be card trap, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. I want, it, like not necessarily the same roles. I'll be a blasphemy uh, person. Just say, I don't even know if he's that good. Uh, I know a lot of people. You want to see him? Oh, poking the bear there. Yeah, Once I actually again. don't think he's actually that good. I think he's okay. No, I agree with you. From the number of times that I've beaten card trap, too, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I like that. Mostly at your there? hands. Yeah, yeah he yeah. just pat himself on the back. Mostly, mostly I've only played him four times, so. I know. 
right. so, I've got four cards. I don't think I've won a game with them, so yeah, it's probably all with me. Okay, Steve, you got one? Yeah, so, I mean, it might be the Wastelander just because I do like that model. The factions that I play, though, I don't have why does a it have ton. To, why does it have to be from your faction? Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't have a ton where I'm like, oh, yeah, I really got to have this. So, so, like, for example, the Terrorizer, we got Rush on a stick, which is great in scoring. Like, having a six-point or seven-point rush model is much better. Yeah, I don't like it. But... Don't like it. Yeah, kind of like... I, honestly, like, I don't like the flavor of the I don't like the Mechano Shredder, either. I don't like the Mechano Shredder. I don't like Mechano Lilith. I don't like stuff that, like, really heavily alters the flavor, gets too goofy kind of thing. It's like, I don't really like the, the Storm guy, because he's just kind of, like, funky-looking. He doesn't really match the aesthetic, whatever. So, like, this... So, most of the stuff I don't really care about in that sense. But I, I mean, I'd probably go with the Wastelander in the end, just because I do like the model and I do like the rules for it. Now, if the rules change, like hey, I still like the model. Yeah, but, fair uh, enough. But I would also say if I was if I was being you know quote unquote generous and I used it somewhere else, like maybe uh, Bennett, Major Aline Bennett mm. in in Crucible Guard, just because it's like the Rocket Man uh, caster, which I think is cool. So and, and she'll probably survive. Probably. So mm-hmm. this is a safe pick. I think most uh, of the if we're doing a prediction, we'll we're doing predictions on who's going to make it. My top prediction, of course, is Old Grim. Do you really? A hundred percent. That's my top prediction. Why? Because he's he's in the document. So <laughs> that'd be a reason. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Got to pick the winning horse. Cool. I like Old Grim. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't ask you to put money down on him. How would you want to bet? I would have. How would you want to bet? Old Grim well, makes but, it but in. But you know what? Like I said. None of the rules are probably going to remain as written. No, they can't. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not going to look at his rules. Because speaking of which, uh, Mr. Rabbito and I today played a Mark IV beta game. That's right. right? Wait a second. Wait a second. Before we even even get onto that. That was a beautiful segue. It was. I I know. It's not my fault. You step on my mental thoughts, Hmm. even though I didn't tell you. (laughs) I did say I'd like to see Karcha. Okay. But if I can actually save one, Uh faction I don't even play. Pig tank, because mm. oh, I love, love tanks. Tank, I yeah. do. Yeah, I, I had tank. two of them at one point. And I will say, like, it's that that one is not offensive to me because pigs are inherently silly. So it's awesome. <laughs> They're kind of goofy. Yeah, it's, I, you know, I gotta be honest. It always bothered me that they had a little tank, but like Kador couldn't have anything with treads on it. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah, it bothered mm-hmm. me. Um, most hated. Real quick, bonus question: Most hated riding quest model. Well, it would ha- have to be um, who's the gobber with the two pistols? You mean the uh, Harlow Holdenheim, the, the dwarf? dwarf with the two pistols? Oh, he's a dwarf. Why yeah. is he hated? I don't like him. What you ask me? I ain't uh, gave you an answer. Hate that guy. Yeah, it seems hate like that. so. Steve, he, so he would make the, he would make things Steve. corporeal. He would make things Ooh. corporeal. He, he could shoot stuff down. Like it just it it, it for such a a solo that solo seemed to do way more damage than it should. It's a three point solo with two hand cannons. Yeah, I didn't like it. What up, Steve? Uh, honestly, it's hard to pick. I, mine, I think I would have to pick like mine the one so that easy. frustrates me the most is probably Flugwug the Filcher because he's got like every rule. There are models that I dislike and I think are annoying, like Mechano Shredder and all of those other things. My most hated model by far, which I wish was never even made, is uh-huh. Butcher Four. Right. He's he, he's so stupid looking. It's the dumbest model of all time. <laughs> He's probably one of the, my better painted models. I got to be honest. I like that model. I did the, the skin model's, really good on model's that. Model's horrible. Yeah. Even I would never play him. Okay. Mm. Plus, there you go. I mean, he sucks anyway. But that's beside the point. Well, I mean, it, the problem I had playing him was was uh, you try to put him on a flag and then someone shoots him. He wanders away. Right. He walks away. Yeah. The flag. yeah that's yeah, yeah. he's horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, I'm so, sorry. Back to you, Mark. Right, well, you know, I, I apologize. So we we tried out uh, the rules. And, oh, sorry, Scythe. Love it. That's Let's, the one I was. If we say. can keep stepping on Scythe. him, this whole thing, <laughs> this is, that was great. Thank you. Scythe is the one. Scythe is a, for a faction I play. Scythe is just a Nis with a bow. Doesn't like look super wacky. Isn't stuffing a gobber into the the barrel bow of a and like shooting at it. You know, like that's that's the one that I would pick. So we're done now. Now we're done. You don't want to click a pen into the microphone? That's, no, that's, Tap that's, the no, table? That's who you'd save? That's who I would save. I'd save Scythe. It's hard to now, do again, that. not necessarily with the same rules. Like, I don't care if, like, Scythe loses power or whatever. That's just the model that I'm like, You just I said like you Scythe. were done, and you're still talking about it. Well, yeah, listen. Arthur got me emotional. Going. Exactly. Thank Arthur you. got me going. See? All right. So. So regimented. Mark for Beta game today. I played uh, Protectorate. You played Crick's. Mm-hmm. Right, fifty That's points. Me, Stephen Rabbit, play Crix. Yes. 
So we we made a rules change almost right away, right? So why don't yes. you talk about that because you understand the, the the nuance there better than I do. Nothing to do with us. Yes. So so, so why are you talking? You know, we wanted to play the the beta game because we promised we would, and I have been itching to play Mark Four Rules. So you know, I think I made myself quite clear in the last podcast that I'm very much looking forward to basically all the changes that they made. So the movement and especially stuff that we didn't try out, like the uh, the the racks, because you know we don't have any of that stuff. Um, or the, the modular warjacks, like it was Crix and Protectorate. So kind of straight up and down stuff. But, you know, right off the bat, one of the things that we made a change to, and that I think is, is worth, you know, supplying feedback I've already supplied, is uh, when you look at the rules for charging, uh, in order to successfully charge, I think with a unit specifically, I don't think this is a problem with, with other models, uh, you have to engage the model. Uh, the, charge, the charging model has to engage the target with uh, specifically engage in order to successfully charge in order to fail a charge you have to end without it in your melee range those are two different things engaging in melee range are two different things and there is a reason that it is in melee range in one and not engaging in the other because uh models that are knocked down models that are stationary and there's probably other things that induce this but those models cannot be engaged and neither do they engage so you're saying as rules as written I'm knocked down. You actually can't charge me. Well, here's the thing. I can charge you. I just don't successfully charge. Yeah, you can charge. you just not successfully. I don't fail the charge because I did get you in my melee range. To me, this is just like a typo. Like that dichotomy there clearly indicates that this is, you know, just a typo. But we basically said like right at the beginning, like, look, like if you charge and get in melee range, which I believe is actually how it is written in Mark III, like in the current edition of the rules because of things like this. Mm. I, it must. I'm guessing it's you know some kind of copy yeah. paste there. So with the provisio that we feel this is a typo and it's going to be corrected in the future, this yeah. is want everyone to know this is how we played it. Now yep. we're not going to do because I did get charged yep. while I was knocked down and yep. I took charge damage and yep. I will stand by that. It's yep. fine. Now we don't want to do a blow by blow of each turn because no. that's boring to listen to. But I figured we we kind of generally talk about the game and then talk about our impressions of the game, right? It was it was protectorate. I I who's my caster? You had Krios. I Krios, and he's got that spell where if you attack something and do damage, you're knocked down, right? Yeah, yeah, sacrosanct. Sacrosanct. So if you, if you kill a warrior model, you, uh, warrior models get knocked down as they do it. Right. Typical uh, move forward turn one, uh, and then you charge a bunch of stuff and you're knocked down because of sacrosanct, right? And mm. then then that's where that rule thing came in almost immediately. Yep. Um, I was knocked down. Uh, did a little did a little charging. Uh, we didn't really contest or play a lot of scenario elements because the game moved so fast. Yeah, we played uh, the second scenario, which I believe is called Split Decision in the rulebook. Yeah, circle and two flags, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, and now the any any solo can take a flag and anything can score a circle, right? Yes, in the rulebook, which is I believe the case in most most of the rulebook scenarios is they're much more they're much more like lax in terms of you know like steamroller has more restrictions yeah steamroller we can expect some additional rules because that seems like steam that's what steamroller does right we know that the steamroller packet we're expecting that uh, around warfare weekend right i think so i believe so maybe like the beta version um so models were removed very quickly. All of a sudden, we have very few models on the table right well, after. One of us had very few models. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did some you did some damage back, right? And then uh, I think I killed three exemplar knights exemplar, and then that might have been it. Was that really it? Felt like more. It, well, I guess so much did, more was yeah. threatened. I was I was worried, right. you know. Um, but uh, uh, it, it it ended with your caster standing on top of a building, so I couldn't really get to your caster, so I had to kill everything else. Mm-hmm. is pretty much how that game ended. Mm-hmm. All right, so why don't you start us off there? What, what did we say that we really liked about Mark IV? So the first note that I have here is that the size was good. Yeah. So we played a 50-point game. Yeah. And we wrapped that game up in under an hour, even yeah. with pauses for rules. Now, yeah. granted, if I had perhaps played better, things would have taken a little bit longer. Sure. Uh, but I imagine, you know, that extra length would will take up the space that the rules, like... Stuff took so, so so I'm betting that it question takes. yeah so how many models I'll start with Steve how many models do you think you had like did you have two units did you have three solo what you have that's a great question so we should go over what we actually played so I playing Crix played uh, Agathea that's how okay. I choose to pronounce it yes uh, I had a Slayer so a heavy warjack a Night Wretch light warjack I had a unit of Bane warriors so that's five models a unit of Bane knights another five models a unit of Bane riders. So another three, 
A Pistol Wraith and Bane Lord Tartarus. 18 months. That sounds right. Okay, and I had... You had uh, Krios 2, a Crusader, a Repenter, a unit of Bastions, which is three models, a uh, unit of Exemplar Knights, which is five, a unit of Avengers, which is another three, and then a Bastion Seneschal and an Exemplar Seneschal. I mean, count. I yeah, forgot that's fine. But it's it's but, it's similar. But, it's, I think it's a couple less models because oh, he has one extra three man instead of a five. As of as of right now, I I know we can't speak for every every unit in Mark Four, but does it appear like all the medium base units are three models and all the small base are five? Yeah, as that's, a baseline, that is, I believe how it is. Unless it was, I mean, like I'm sure there'll be an exception like, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I, that's I, the baseline. I think that should be the like expectation. Because when you said three bastions, it automatically triggered like oh, so like a minimum unit of bastions, but yeah, you can't exactly. get five. So I'll tell you what, when I played some 25-point games, you know, at the, the end of COVID as we were all coming back in, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I wish I'd played more 25-point games because what I was finding at the 25-point levels, my uh, solos and units were doing more than than their usual role in a 75-point game. Mm-hmm. I had a similar feeling here at 50, mm-hmm. where it was 50 points, but I was really, you know, with 18 models on the table... Every model was seen in use. You couldn't, like, you couldn't jam with, with you know, you say, I'm going to take these four models from this unit of ten guys and jam them forward. Everyone else is going to stay back here. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah, that's not how it works anymore. It's all or nothing. And that's a huge risk-reward factor that I was not expecting and I really enjoyed. Like, because if I stick that unit in, that whole unit's getting stuck in. And if they don't do work, mm-hmm. right, it's a huge risk-reward factor that, uh, that I hadn't anticipated. I loved the size of the game. I really did. Uh, it felt like I could, you know, I, I maneuverability on the table because the table wasn't full. Right, right. Like, models. I, I, I could use the the terrain you better. Are, you, you guys are leading me to a, a question, but well, that's sure. why we're we're talking out loud so you can ask questions. So, from talking to other people and, and Seth, you were there, I think in um, in Memphis. I, I I'm pretty sure you were I'm present. Sure I wasn't no, there. In I know Memphis. you were there in Memphis, but present while it was being discussed. Some people are uh, believe. And I think I've, I've been told that this comes more from PP, that they think that people will continue to play 75-point games. And a lot of other people I know, including myself, believe 100 will be the norm because 100 is already smaller than what we're currently playing by about 15 points. Right, between the lack of Warjack points and the lack of free models for Correct. themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you guys are talking about a 50-point game. Now I'm kind of curious, like, where do we think... So uh, fifty, I think, is in its own group. Where do you think group. the points are going to settle? Yeah, yeah, fifty's in its own group. I, I really believe that, and, and it might actually be fun. Like it, right now, technically, you could play a fifty-point game or you could play a twenty-five-point game. But twenty-five-point games, you yes, mean right now in Mark. 3. Right now in Mark Three, people yeah. play twenty-five-point games, um, but you don't see a, an event uh, based on twenty-five points. Not locally, certainly. No, I never see anything for fifty, mm-hmm. although I've heard of one recently. But barring that, I, I in years I haven't seen a fifty. Everybody plays 75. So I think going forward, between 75 and 100, I don't know. I, I favor 100, and I think I, I, I genuinely believe that's where the, the, the standard will, will settle. But the way you guys are talking about the 50, maybe 50 actually gets kind of like a life of its own. Like maybe there's more of an opportunity here for steamrollers to be like, oh, this is a 50-point event. Mm-hmm. This is a hundred point event, and like both of which are viable, you know, as far mm-hmm. as people well, show you, up. I'll tell you this: so the the two hundred dollar army boxes are fifty points. Yeah, right. So I think for a while people are are going to have fifty points to play with, right? Yes, they'll have stuff from their older collection to bring Correct. in, but they're going to have fifty points and new stuff to play with. I think fifty is going to have a life. Does it last long? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember, after a year of this, we're going to then have uh, uh, min- uh, minions. We're going to have hordes, which isn't called hordes anymore. We're going to have the horde side of it. Yeah. And presumably, presumably, another 50-point box for someone to buy. So mm-hmm. 50 might have a life. And I got to be honest, that doesn't make me upset. It was a really well, fun game, good size at 50. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think one of the things um, when it came to the 25-point games is that PP... I don't believe ever fully embraced it. I think that's a fair statement, right? I don't think yeah. I'm saying anything too crazy. Yeah. 50 points, though, they will embrace. And and the reason why I bring this up is like, I know that there are days, especially when we first started fooling around with 25 points, we were doing like four or five games on a Saturday. Right. Right? And like no time at all. Yeah. 
And so, um, and I know that we also were very, we've been successful in the past doing the three and out on Sunday mm-hmm. tournaments, which of course are full 75 points. But now I'm thinking like, huh, 50 point, three and out, four and out, depending on you yeah. know how many people. And it's like, it's going to be fast, guys. It's Sunday, but you guys are going to get home in time for dinner. Right. Exactly. I, I did not, I, we had three units on the table. We had two solos. We had a caster. We had two jacks. It's I really not, not bad. It's a good mix. I did not right. feel like there was something I was missing that I really wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, like there wasn't a part of me that was like, well, I wish I had another two jacks or some more artillery or something. Well, yeah, to, from looking at it, and again, I haven't, I've been trying to stay away from Mark IV. Well, I really you gotta, have. You gotta foc- you I'm trying focus. to focus on Mark III for now. Yeah. But when I do think about it, you know, if you write a list, and, and I know not every list right now especially are very heavy on units. But when you pick a unit, you're like, oh, you know, this is a really good unit, and it's 14 points, which is not the most expensive unit by any stretch of the imagination. It's 14 points mm-hmm. because you have to buy 10 models. Although well, yeah, I know you can like, buy six. It's in like, some why cases. Would you, if you're going to take it, you might as well take the full unit. Sometimes the math works and out. You might as well take the UA. Like the Hammer Boys, right? Sometimes it's better to just take the minimum unit of mm-hmm. three than the unit of five, but those are also medium bases. It's kind of different math. But a lot of times, you know, you're committing a lot of points. And when you have smaller units of only five men, and it's like, it's a seven-point unit, you're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get this unit. I'm going to get some Banes. I'm going to get some Knights. I'm going to get some, you know, mm-hmm. you get to mix it up rather than putting these three units in and be like, oh, that's that's 40-something points in my list, and I'm almost done. So yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I think what you're describing is something that I wrote down here as well as, as notes, where it's like, it feels like a 25-point game, but it also feels larger than a 25-point game. Because somehow, like when we would play our twenty-five point games, you would we you know we would end up playing like maybe one unit because of course we're going to take a max unit, you know, like oh well we want to bring the one thing we're going to bring all of them. I'm going to bring all these Dawn Guard Sentinels, you know what I mean? That's like the whole list now. But in this, yeah, it's exactly what you described. Like it is technically, you know, it's it's fifty points, but then you don't have Warjack points. So if you imagine, you know, we're losing twenty-ish, twenty something points there, it's like a twenty-five point game. But I took three units, you right. know. And that's 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 ex- three units, two solos, two warjacks. I'm playing a real game yeah. versus the battle box of old, which is you two know, warjacks and a caster, two warjacks and a caster, maybe three, or maybe three warjacks, yeah. Yeah. which is not a real game. Not how anybody played it. Yeah. Which is why I am certainly like locally, we're going to be doing some. You know, we got tons of stores around the area, like in the in the tri-state area. What uh, else we got? Um, okay, so then yeah, the unit moving was certainly different. I know that there's been a lot of talk about, uh, you know, like super long threat ranges and stuff like that, but I did find that there is still the sort of tempo of, you know, are you in my charge distance or not? Sure, yes. like the back the back guy all the way back there could theoretically charge very far, but if the front guy doesn't get there, nobody gets there. So, right. so we still had that play there. We had a lot of trouble, or I should say I had a lot of trouble with the whole charge mechanic. It was the one guy charges. And then everyone fits in around that two inches. And if that one guy got that charge off, then they all got that charge mm-hmm. off. And what I found was I had to change my thinking because whereas, okay, I'm going to charge across this broad front and occupy all this real estate. Uh-uh-uh. That's gone now. I got to make sure this one model gets that charge. I'm only getting two inches on either side. I mean, right? you should be able to get all five. Oh, yeah. You can get all five in yes, or whatever. Yes. It's more about like... Previously, you know, you could charge it's, your command seven. Yeah, You've got a, a yeah. 14 plus. Right. It's inch. the real estate that yeah. they take up. Yeah. That now is... it's it's much more concentrated. So yeah. sure, like they are certainly more mobile in a sense because the leftmost guy could charge in one direction. So, the rightmost guy could go the other. Right. But once they're there, it's highly concentrated. So slightly similar qu- well, question. Mm-hmm. At 50 points, because you guys just played it, is it possible for this game based on the smaller f- footprint that you guys are talking about, could it be played on a 3x3 three three instead of a 4x4? Four four? I don't think so. I don't think we, so. Either. We closed pretty quick. Yeah. So 3x3. Three three, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Could it be, how about this? Could it be played on a 4x3? I know that sounds crazy. I know. Did you need the well, width? Why would you? I, I get that you need the distance apart. But did I you know. need the width? So, I mean, that's a good question. Well, because, you, you know, it, it comes up, like, in a weird way, like, in a casual game, at, like, a kitchen table. Sure. Right? Okay. I so mean, there's the reason why X Wing was successful, right? It's just on a three by. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but the three by three board is. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think you could try it certainly because, yeah, you, you, you're right. There's not there's not a ton. Like I'm not taking two ten man units that take up you know so much space on my deployment line. Right. You know, if I take, I, I'd have to take quite a few units in order to like add up to that amount of space. So maybe. 
All right. So what else we got? Uh, that was pretty much it. Okay. So, you know, it. I mean, the highlight to me, though, is it took about an hour with pausing for rules yeah. questions. Which, I, I would say oof. one thing that, that, you know, I keep talking about adjusting thinking, adjusting thinking. Uh, one thing that, that I don't want to say I didn't like, but model charges and I'm thinking to myself, oh, I've got protection here from this difficult terrain or for, from this wall. Models get places you don't expect them to. Mm-hmm. And you got to be prepared for that. Yeah, it is. It is very much about like, well, where does one model get to? Yeah, and then the rest are the rest are yeah. also there now. You know what I really did like, and we didn't get. Uh, I don't think we wrote down the command cards. Yes, so we didn't even mention that up front. If you yeah. if you've been following along and you did the math on our list, you'll notice we came in a few points under, which is a no no. But that's because we spent points on command cards. Yep, you uh, have, you have to spend every point. I, but yes. I guess with a one-point command card, there's no excuse not to have spent yeah, there's, yeah, there's okay. multiple uh, uh, command cards. So the, the, what, what's the rule that, you know, so right now in the Mark IV rule set, if you're engaged, you can't charge. Or there are no free strikes, but if you go into someone's melee and leave it, you don't get to attack anymore. So, Correct. So you have to forfeit your combat action. Right. So there is yeah. a rule that allows you to do that anyway. Unstoppable. Well, unstoppable. Well, Josh was also talking about a couple of things that we were potentially mistaken about. Like with the AOEs. Like, yes, okay. you hit three... If you're an AOE three, yes, you hit three other models, but mm-hmm. within three inches of the target model. Correct. Well, that's... That could change things. Slightly. Okay. We okay. actually didn't have AOEs in this game. We had a flame tablet. I did, but it didn't work. Yeah. It never <laughs> came up. Yeah. And um, then there was something else about... Remember, Steve, you were talking about if you had two models here and a model in the middle, there's no way that this model could attack that model. Because yes. he would be leaving the scout models engagement range, right? So if you if you form up in a triangle and you've got two inch reach and they don't, you could have like three um, models net a model. If you're like, engaged, well, if, you if you're engaged with a model, you you don't lose that. You have to stay engaged with that model. If yes, you but you can still leave engagement with one of them. So as you think about the example you were showing, right? You were showing, uh, we'll say a seven ten split in bowling, right? Mm-hmm. So you had two, mo- and then you had one model in the middle. Mm-hmm. And he was being engaged by both of the seven and the ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, he can leave the seven as long as he stays engaged with the ten. He can attack the ten. All right. Well, I think we should go. Let's go take a look at the rule book real quick. Okay. Uh, you're going to hear some pages turning because I am actually looking at a rule book. I noticed you didn't print out in color though. I'm I did not, not print out in color. It's cheaper. I'm not trying to be critical. It's cheaper to not print out in color. He's worried about corporate right, dollars. Where is it? It says on page twenty three. A model that advances out of one or more non-incorporeal enemy models melee ranges during its normal movement must forfeit its combat action that activation. Is there some other disclaimer that if you're in combat already, though, with one model, you could leave the combat of another model? No. I don't know. So, I don't know. It's important that it also says right above that engaged models cannot charge, which is like that's how you jam things up and not let them charge. It's like they can't charge. So, all in all... I think I mean I, I let I let Steve call the shots with all the rules because as I've discussed I can't put new rules in my head yet, but I, I it was a fun time it was a fun time I mm-hmm. the other than the models getting places where I wasn't expecting them and then your trick of of, of you had your caster up on top of a building mm-hmm. and I'm thinking wow there's actually nothing I can get to that model that can assassinate it you know I, I can't get my caster through his screen of all the stuff I can't I don't have a solo that can get up there. Yeah, it was. A, it, I enjoyed playing the game. I'm glad we did it. Mm-hmm. So, Me too. So, all right. So, so next week, I, I believe we're week, actually going next time. Next time, I think we're actually going to be recording. This is. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it's going to be my treat. We're actually going to be recording from the baseball field in the movie Field of Dreams, and and I'm thinking about that, and I'm um, very excited. And like I said before, I was going to do the rant thing, but I'm uh, I'm actually feeling such a peace. I'm not going to rant. I mean, I have, there's no reason for me to start complaining about some assholes who need to stop and look at a car who's been on a tow truck on the parkway. Oh, boy. Here he goes. Some little jerk off blue Honda, you know, and, and it wasn't even an accident. But everybody needs to stop. And obviously, the punishment for rubbernecking should be death, minimum, you know, <laughs> or at, at least, at least... <laughs> You gotta lose your license for thirty days. Uh, you know, this is why I can't be Q. That's my new wish. I used to always want to wish. This was my birthday wish. Was always to teleport. Okay. That wish has now changed. Two what years is it? ago, to it kill changed. all. Now it's to be Q from Star Trek. I want to be omniscient. Is that the word? Omniscient. 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 Yeah, I just want to be able to do whatever the hell I want, so that when I see cars that slow down, 
like like Magneto flinging cars. They would just be gone <laughs> because you stopped and looked. Because honestly, God, why do you need to look? Why? What is the purpose of looking? If you want to watch YouTube, uh, you can go on YouTube, rather. You can watch all the death and destruction and car accidents you want. Why do you need to slow me down? You're mm. impeding my forward progress. Mortal sin. Mm. Thank you but so much. But that's why I'm not going to rant yeah, about it, for, though, because right, I, right, I, yeah, yeah, I feel uh, so much better. On behalf of everyone, yeah. we appreciate you not really going into that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, looking ahead, today is August 14th, and August 20th, uh, Alternate Universes is having, in Delaware, is having a tournament. The Carcosa Game Club in Brooklyn is having a tournament on uh, August 28th. And then Portal Looking Ahead on September 10th, they are having a tournament as well. Mm -hmm. Closing thoughts there, Mr. Rabideau? Uh, Come out to the Boker Brawl. All right. October 23rd. Closing thoughts there, Mr. Continelli? Oh, I got nothing. All right. Well, this is Seth Cohen saying, good gamers bring mints, great gamers bring mints to share.